What's up, everyone? It's time for the next part in our Matthew French Awesomely Authentic series, where we talk a little bit about his rural upbringing and what that means as a queer person. Dear Queer Diary. mentioned to uh coming from a more rural place so let's let's talk a little bit about that so you grew up in uh, a much more rural environment than I did I grew up in the suburbs so you know it was it was there wasn't even just heteronormative it was just normative everyone was just (laughs) supposed to be extremely the same which is its own story but uh I'd love to hear your perspective on what was it like to grow up in a rural environment like how did that impact how you came out and how your sort of life progressed as a queer person. Totally. Yeah. So I grew up in a really small town in um, the Appalachian mountains called Pocahontas, Virginia. Um, It's an old coal mining town. It used to be like in world war two, like the world supplier of coal and like all this crazy stuff. Um, But by the time I got to where, you know, I was in high school there, the coal mine town had really shut down pretty much. Um, when I graduated high school, uh, it was a grade six through 12th middle school, high school combined with about 200 kids. And then I graduated with 28 and this is a public high school. So very small, but what I found, I mean, I of course had people who were not understanding of me, right? They didn't understand my effeminacy. They didn't understand my, uh, the way my voice sounded, right? They didn't like how unmasculine and un rural masculine I was. Um, but like what I found interesting is there are a few things that stand out in my mind. Like whenever I used to, I was forced to ride bulls as a young kid. And I think I was in second grade and I got my ear pierced and family members, like male family members were calling it like a fag tag. Right. And I was just like ripping it out of my ear. Mom, get it out. Um, from that. But then also like, in high school, everyone loved me. Like, not to even to my own homework. Like, teachers loved me. The principal loved me. Um, they let me create a pep club. I was our high school mascot. I was friends with all the football players and cheerleaders. There was only one football player who ever gave me guff, and he didn't do that anymore after all the other ones were like, bish, like, leave Matt alone. Um, <laughs> even now, when I go back home, it's... Uh, my friends and family members, like, it's like they were like, oh, that's Matt, but Matt's gay. But Matt's not what we see on, like, news is what gay is. Like, it's just Matt. Like, I think that type of change was really big, especially in a small town where everyone knows each other. Everyone knows each other's family members. Um, I grew up going to church with people and, you know, on soccer games and all this stuff. And so I, I, I actually am writing something right now about being a, a queer rural person and fighting back against this this demonizing of the rural world for queer people. Um, I don't think that every space is like that. And I also think rural people are giving a really bad rap. I mean, you look at representation of rural people in general, it's horrible. Like they're, they're made to look dumb, stupid, um, you know, drug addicts, like, for, I was just thinking the other night, if anyone watches RuPaul's Drag Race, the newest season for the U.S. Um, drag Race, every time Drag Race does 
um, an improv challenge almost always involves comedic um, suppression of rural people. And so I have an issue with that as a queer rural person because my family and friends, while yes, there were a few hiccups here and there, but now it's like suddenly this thing where we protect our own. And if anyone, if I go home and anyone messes with me, the boys are ready to like stand up and be like, what? Like, don't you bother him? Like, you don't know who he is. Like, aren't you like, you know, and bless them. Like they are the boys too. that are immediately like go from zero to a hundred, taking their shirt off and like being like, what, what, what are you going to do? Like, so sweet though, but it's so sweet because in that moment, they're so masculine and so hyper driven that I will walk up to them and get in their face and I'll put my hand on their chest and be like, honey, listen, don't, don't sweetheart. Don't do that. Like just come sit down, have a drink with me. Like, I love your face. I love you as a brother for doing that. And I'm so effeminate in that way. in that motherly touch, right. That, that emotional mm-hmm. touch, but they accept it. And it, it, like that's the that's the stuff of growing up in rural that I have an issue with in popular media, but even in my head, like how do I love a community that I really love, but ninety five percent voted for Trump in the election, right? Like it's just like ugh. so that is that's my rural queer life in a little shell right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's such a, an important depiction because we tend to just sort of uh, group people together, and that's you know exactly what we're telling people not to do for us. Like you know, we don't not every gay person is the same not every queer person is the same in fact you know there's a lot of stuff that you could talk about in there and i think it really uh i think we almost make it harder for folks to be accepting to be uh either come out or to be good allies because Mm. we're we're putting some sort of perception on them which is you know as we should know wrong right uh you know look i talked uh i think it was one of my earlier episodes i talked about hey, just because somebody is over the age of 50 doesn't mean that they uh, automatically would not understand anything queer. For one thing, they could be queer. It's not a new concept. (laughs) It's not something that we just invented in 2012. (laughs) This is a long history, and that means that it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It is everywhere for us to enjoy, for us to reflect on, And one little piece that I will like to say to younger LGBTQ plus people is be respectful of our elders when it comes to the use of the word queer. That word was weaponized against them when they were growing up. So if they ask you not to use that word, even if that's how you identify, be respectful of them. So try to use LGBTQ plus when you're talking about the community overall. And then for yourself, I always recommend to just say that you identify as Q. So that way they don't have to hear the word that was probably used against them maybe in even physical violence. Just a little plug right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as nobody thinks you're QAnon, you're good. <laughs> yes. Make that distinction, you know, make that distinction. Um, and that's yes. like, a, that's a good I'm practice. A, I'm plus. I'm the plus in LGBTQ plus. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Totally. So definitely make sure to check out Awesomely Authentic, A-W-E-S-O-M-E-L-Y-A-U-T-H-E-N-T-I-C.com. Definitely, I would say, follow Awesomely Authentic on LinkedIn. And I'm also happy to connect with anyone on LinkedIn. You can find me under Matthew French and search Awesomely Authentic. 